You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello all and welcome back to Sunday Q&A on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, sorry I didn't do it last week. I was just, I was kind of well enough to do it, but I was, you know, I laid down and I thought, I just ain't got any energy. I just, I'm going to have a day just to try and get myself back to normal. But thanks very much for all the um, good, uh, the well wishes. Cheers, I'm feeling a lot better. Been out on the road again this week. It's getting back to normal slowly. On Monday was a nightmare. Nothing at all. Couldn't get a job on Monday. I'm thinking, how long is this going to go on for? But then Tuesday, my regular punt of sprung to life, and then the rest of the week we've had, we've had. Um, there's been a little bit of life on the CX. I'm hoping by next week, probably back to normal. So, firstly, the thing that seems to be most on people's minds is payments. Um, Gamer Twenty One says if they don't pay, threaten it with negative feedback, which is reasonable. Um, and Andrew Broadbent's made this point. I made the point in the past when you're starting off, you just want to leave positive feedback, positive feedback, positive feedback. You want to get a return. I'm past that point now. Um, we actually will leave feedback accordingly. So we'll only leave feedback when we get paid or if someone's done an exceptional job, you leave the feedback. And we work for regular people. We leave feedback. They leave it for us. Um, if someone doesn't pay us, then we'll ring them up and go, look, you, you, you know, you do the thing, you ask nicely, then you ask nicely again, then you go, come on now, and then, um, and then you go, then you can, one thing you can do, along with threatening them with like, county court judgments, is you can threaten them with uh, negative feedback. Um, uh, B. Car- B. Carroll says, um, be, be wary, the first payment is likely to be delayed, because they have to set you up on a system. This is also true, setting people up on a system, depending on which bank account you've got, it's a pain. For mine, it's an utter pain. It's um, it's a Lloyd's one. I have to log on with a card reader. Then you have to set them up manually. Then you have to set them up. Then you have to put the code in. And it can take a good couple of minutes just to set someone up on a bank account to pay them, knowing that you there is a good chance you'll only ever pay them once. I've briefly mentioned this to Lloyd's, but Lloyd's are all about the security. So on the flip side of things, 
that's good too. So, but be if you're not, if you don't get paid straight away, and sometimes anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, Steve Davis makes a point: a lot of big forwarders pay at the end of the month. And again, there's a reason for this, I believe. It just makes sense from an admin point of view. Because what we'll do is all the jobs that we put out that we can't, our drivers can't do, um, when they come into us, we'll build up the invoices. And as long as we've got the invoices and the PODs back, the bits if we need them from the customers, then come the end of the month, just pay it all in one hit. So again, rather than actually having to sit there, log on, log on the system, pay one guy, and then half an hour later, or the next day, do it again. You just build up a whole system, you click, create customer, click, create customer, click and pay the whole lot, that does make it easier. Sometimes we do miss one. We missed one this week, and again, the guy rung up, he said, I'm chasing something from November, I'm supposed to be paid by now. I went back, I looked, he, he must have gone off, the, he got missed off the system, I don't know why, paid him straight away, said, I'm so sorry. So it does happen, you know, it's kind of, you know, again, we're a fledging companies. I'm sure bigger companies out there, more professional people have got a much better system than us, but we're learning and we're getting there. So, but it does happen, like I say, if you're not being paid, first thing to do is ring them up, ask nicely. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one that I'm going to put out there. My mate said, well, Brian told me this. If they ever turn around to you and they go, I haven't got your paper POD, turn around to them and say, well, have you got a, cop- a paper copy of the invoice? And if they turn around and say yes and go, well, then you have had my POD because we never send out a paper copy of an invoice. The, the paper PODs are always stapled to the back. So if you've got it, you've had it, you've lost it. Pay me. So, yeah, that's just, a, but again, that tends to be a delaying tactic. And from what I'm hearing from most of you, most people are on the ball. Most people are good. Your delaying tactic, you might get 98% of them are good. 2% of them might give you the runaround. The 2% you can kind of live with. And even when they give you the runaround, they will hopefully eventually pay. So, uh, and C11 Yan. Ian, hi there, mate. Um, he says, don't be, after the first couple of initial quests, he says, don't be afraid to be bullshit. He said, that's what all the, um, the factoring companies will do. They'll start going, right, okay, we've asked nicely, now you pay me. You know, like, and if you don't pay me by the middle of next week, I'm going to step it up a gear. So that's the advice from you guys out there, which I'm passing on. Thanks, as always. So anyway, <laughs> back to old, old fluey Peter here. Sick on a job. Oh, it wasn't pleasant. It really wasn't. I think my wife says, you still look pale. I'm looking at myself in the dog because you can see yourself reflected on the phone when I'm recording. Yeah, it's not pretty sight. Um, but it's never a pretty sight anyway, in fairness. Uh, RK says, at least it's not van flu. No, which is true because I'm much cheaper to fix the van. I had bird flu once. Kept feeling peckish. Just let that one go. Uh, Steve Davis says, uh, he says, when I'm sick, when the wife's sick, the blankets are out, the TLC's out. I know the whole situation. Do you want a cup of tea, love? Have you got anything? Do you need some paracetamol? Do you want your remote control for the TV? He says, when I'm sick, it's like, get back to work, you lazy git. Yeah, that's why I tend not to over if I can. That's why I woke up feeling like death and still drove to Newcastle and back. And then when I'm sick, I just go, I'm going to bed. Because the easiest thing to do is just go to bed, shut the door, and that way you, they can't see you. And if they can't see you, they can't look at you as if to go, we swing in the lid. I just go, just disappear. I think if I couldn't go to bed, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go Renault Hotel room or something, go lie there for a, week, for a day or so. I just, yeah, I'd, I'd try not to, um, uh, yeah, try, try not to make as little bit of drama as I can as possible, to be honest with you. Uh, Lee Westcott, he says, um, way forward, paracetamol on Red Bull. Whatever works for you, my friend. I've got to be honest, I'm not a great Red Bull fan. It tastes like bubblegum. It tastes, it's a bit artificial. I can't get my head around it. And it's all caffeine. And I can't, caffeine also has no effect on me either. I can drink four cups of coffee, go to sleep, sleep like a baby. 
which is kind of an advantage. It means I can drink coffee before bedtime. But um, no, for me, if I ever had to do it, them lemon chip cold and flu tea will work. But normally, I just try and soldier through. I sort of um, I did that job. Gary, as Gary John Baker says, you must have been rough coming back from Newcastle empty, mate. I, I still try to get a job. One of them was kind of up there. I did bid on one job, and you know it's getting a bit silly out there when um, it was it was going 151 miles, but I was passing it and it was going back to Luton. So I bid them 90 quid, a small van job, and in the end I said I'd do it for 60 quid. That's 151 miles for 60 quid. That's like 35, 40 pence a mile. Still didn't get it. I wonder if it was one of those ghost jobs that didn't exist. But in the end, I just thought, I'm just going to get my head down and get back now. At one stage I did, I got to the top of the M1 and I pulled in. I thought, I'll pull in for half an hour, see if something pings up. Half an hour later, I realised I've been asleep for half an hour and I went, I'm going home. So, but I'm feeling much better now, which is a good thing. There we go. Um... Yeah, so that's that's kind of that's it on the sickness. We won't dwell on that one. Uh, another one on the list, places to go to visit. Uh, yeah, there's a few comments. It was the live. I forget who it says. Yeah, it was the live of birds. I was thinking of. It's pretty sure it's never shoes and somebody else. Um, yeah, place. Steve Davis again. He said he went drive past Stonehenge. He said it's a bit disappointing. Yeah, I've driven past that a couple of times, and you kind of look in and you go, oh look, there's some stones. I think you've got to pay something like ten, fifteen quid to get inside. You go up to the visitor centre and you actually go in and walk around the stones. I'm thinking, I don't need to get inside. I can see them from here. They're over there. <laughs> but at least I know where it is. Somewhere where you don't want to be if you want to return a job is where it is. Somewhere down the country towards Bristol. Um, what else have we got? Oh, yeah, David um, Oxborough. He said, I think I got my Paul Talbots and my Port Isaacs mixed up. I meant Port Isaac. I added to the list after watching Fishman's Friends, but apparently they've uh, they shot that Doctor, what's his name, Doctor Martin down there. Never watched that. Like Martin Clunes, which maybe I've badly. Never watched that. But um, yeah, Mike Paul Bettis is the I've gone a bit mad. If, if, if um, Port Talbot's a nice place, Port Talbot's all right. Kind of reminds me of Teesside, where I went to study. But um, and at least it's like you can get a job out of Port Talbot. You can get a job out of uh, Bristol. Got half a chance down there. But, um, yeah, but no, it's Port Isaacs is the place I've added to the list. Uh, RK says, places that are lovely, Burton on the water. He said, I went to Burton on the water and the Cotswolds, never wanted to leave. So there's another one I've got to add to the list, mate. I'll see if I can get down there one day. Um, and um, also, Bath is lovely, but you want Swindon or Bristol for jobs. This is true. I know this. Tomorrow I am, no, sorry. Yeah, tomorrow I'm off to Bath and Bristol. I've got two drops. One at the pub in the joiner in the pub in Bath and one at a pub that I've done before in Bristol. I will be doing them in that order. That way I'll be finished in Bristol, but I don't reckon I'm going to get done till um, one o'clock. If I can get a job out of Bristol at one o'clock coming back, I'm a lucky man. If not, I get paid enough. So it doesn't matter if I have to come back empty on that one. Still, I hate coming back empty. Right, what else? we got general uh, general questions. Okay, uh, Martin Glandu. Can you sell the app on? He's been doing it for a little while. He's not using it. He can't sell it. But as far as I know, no. You buy the app. I suppose there's nothing stopping you if you know someone, giving them the app, putting it on their phone, giving them your login details, letting them run with the app, and arranging a private sale. But as far as I know, there is no way to actually sell the app back or to turn around the exchange. They all sell you. It's a bit like gym membership. You join for the year, you join for the year. If you design after three months, you can't be bothered because you've got to sit on the sofa. You've still got a gym that works, 
but um, you can't go back and you, you can't. You buy it as you buy it on the deal you buy it on. But yeah, like I say, if you want to sell it privately, if you can find someone who wants it, you put it on their phone. You have a private deal. As far as I know, well, there's nobody stopping you. But as to actually probably selling it on, no, it's kind of you buy the app for you. So that's the way it works on that one. Um, David Lomas, sorry, Peter Lomas, does the app use a lot of phone data? Practically none. I'll be honest with you. Um, your big data usage, you're streaming things, aren't they? Your YouTube, or Jimmy, or your videos, or your Netflix, and all that kind of stuff. Stuff like this, it, I, I, I don't even know it's a data usage. It's, it's minimal. I mean, I don't know. I, I imagine you could probably get away with one gig a month, and you'd probably still have enough left over. So it's, it's live, and it's updated, but it is minimal, the amount of um, data it uses. Right, everybody, important one. Um, there's a new face group out there. Face, sorry, a new Facebook group. So there's been, this has been set up for anybody who wants support on the Jewish Change. I'm not on Facebook anymore. I can't be bothered with it. I got fed up of looking at uh, photos of people's food and children I didn't know anymore, so I just came off it. And you can spend forever looking and just scrolling, looking at nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, but there's a Facebook group page, and it's called Courier Exchange Owner Drivers. So if you guys are out there and you're on the Facebook and you type in, I mean, I don't know how this works. I never have found them out. Courier Exchange Owner Drivers. You can join the page, have a little forum, have a little chat. Maybe I will have to get on and get back on it. I don't know. But um, in the meantime, you can still get me from this channel here. So, uh, right. That just lastly, that was, oh, I'll do it at the end if I remember. Uh, right. What else have we got? Um... Oh, yeah, he says that from Dan Newman, he says, what's my average man, uh, miles per gallon? And this also ties in with a question by Goodwin Gaming, who says, how much it costs for me to run the van a day? Can we have an, you know, an accurate thing? I wish I could give you an accurate thing, but to be honest with you, I'm a bit slapdash. The way I work it out is this. Every time I fill the van up, it costs me around about 80 quid. Because we've got the fuel cards, it costs me around about 80 quid. And that does, on average, 400 miles. So you do the maths on that, 80 quid is 400 miles, 40 quid is 200 miles, which means 20 quid's 100 miles, or 10 for 50, you know. So the way I tend to look at it, and I've got my thing on my speedo in four blocks. So the way I look, every time I've done one of those blocks, I've done 100 miles, and I've done, or I've done 20 quid. If I look at a job, say for example, I did a job I had to deliver um, a bike up to Stoke-on-Trent on Friday, that was 131 miles, I thought, right, that's going to cost me 20, 25 quid in diesel. Because 130, well, no, it's 113 miles, it's going to cost me just over 20 quid in diesel. Job was worth 130 pounds. So on that job, I made 85 pounds. As for the running of the van a day, you take your insurance across the year, and you take your wear and tear across the year and divide it by 12. I would say, conservatively, my van cost me about 20 quid a day to run. So if I can go out there and I can make 250, less my diesel, less my um, wear and tear on a motor, I'd like to hope I'm bringing in the best part of 200 quid a day. Um, and then, of course, you've got your tax off that. Uh, then having said that, there are days when I can go out and do more because I've got my end user customers now, but that's always been the goal to get towards that. And also, I get a little bit out of the business as well, but it's mostly me is where my money comes from. But... Um, yeah, no, the long and the short of it is, I'm not super okay with it. If the van needs a service, I get it serviced. If the van needs fuel, well, I put fuel in it. I know I can do 400 miles on a tank, give or take. You'll do more on motorway miles than you will around town, obviously, but then you'll get more for around town jobs. I did a job last week, it was on a Thursday, it was nine miles, got 40 quid. 
which again, oh, there was a time when I said, don't ever sell the job for like, you know, don't ever do a Luton Van job for less than 65. But it's been very tough. The competition's been tough out there lately. And also, it's January, and I always say, well, you can quote a little bit cheaper in January, just while things get up and running again, get yourself out and running. But that's the best I can do for you guys, really. Um, yeah, so, but you work it out for yourself. Fill the tank up, see how many miles it does. Do that two or three times, get an average. Work out your insurance, divide it by 12. And hopefully we've now got um, 10 years worth of no claims bonus on the firm insurance. And I'm hoping that's going to drive my insurance right down through the floor, which would be nice. Um, but yeah, you've got to do your own thing there on that one. Good luck. Uh, long finger, working for Speedy Freight. Are we worried in case the dog goes bump? Uh, well, they're <coughs> I spoke to various different people. I've said this before. I've spoke to various different people in the throw. Um, I'm always concerned about working for anybody, to be honest with you, in case I don't get paid, other than the, the real people that I'm 100% pedigreed. Um, I know that Speedy Freight is a subsidiary of Stobarts. They get a lot of their job from Stobarts, but don't actually, they're not directly linked in. I also know that they are that a lot of them are franchised, and I'm kind of of the belief that if some of the franchises get into trouble then something else might come along and take over I'll be honest with you I've always said just don't put all your eggs in one basket if you're going to work for firms try and spread it evenly and that way if you do have to have a hit then at least you've got other places you know it's not going to be you're not going to lose all your money you're going to lose some of your money it's like I suppose like on the roulette table rather than putting all your chips on like 53 try and spread them across the table you've got more chance of getting something back um, yeah that's all I would say I'm not um, the other thing is, if you don't work for Speedy Freight, a lot of the jobs on the exchange are Speedy Freight driven. So you could you could instantly at any one stage be cutting out a third of your jobs. So I just say be careful. I wouldn't go too mad with it. It hasn't stopped us taking their jobs, but at the same time, uh, you want to be careful on how much you put in. So that would be my my, my um, opinion on that one. I would say. Um, Martin, something beginning with K. Sorry, I wrote it, but I've scribbled it again. If you do a job for a company outside the EU, what's the VAT situation? Don't know. Uh, most all of our invoices I send out plus VAT. Uh, I think it, I, I don't know anyone who's out there that's got a wiser situation than me. Please let me know. I tend to just charge VAT on all of our jobs because we're VAT registered. Um, I've never actually had to invoice Germany. Uh, had to, if the situation arises, I'll let you know. But once again. I'm just a new boy here. I'm just passing on the information. Anybody out that's got a better idea, please let us know. That would be great. Um, and Rosa, Rosa's 80 said, uh, how much can you make per day in a master van? It's another one of those hour longs a piece of string. In a long wheelbase, you could probably make up to 200 quid a day uh, to start with if you work really, really hard. You could, Or you could make 40 quid a day, or you could make nothing. Or you could be really, really lucky and get a job going from Newcastle to London and then get one from London to Newcastle. It, there's too many imponderables, my friend. It depends on um, how many vans there are at a time, what the demand is, um, how far you're going to go, whether you're going to stay out, whether you're going to come back home again, uh, whether you get a job-to-job, -job, whether you get door-to-door. -door. I would say conservatively, if you if if you're not daft about it and you pull your finger out, you could you you, you know you should be easy to be able to bring in about 150 150 quid a day in a master van. That should be two jobs at 75 pound each of a decent distance, or three little jobs at 50 quid, and you can do three jobs in a day and have one on the on for the morning. You could do more, you could do less. It also depends where you are. You might be uh, in the Cotswolds, you might be in Cornwall, you might be in the middle of Leicester, in which case there's a lot more jobs, but a lot more people. The only way to do it 
used to do it. As a lot of us are out there doing it. So I don't, on that note, I'm going to leave you to it. Um, hope you're all well. Thanks very much again for the, um, the kind wishes. And we are here, 2020. Let's hope it's our year, the year where we take care, take money. Bye, guys. Speak to you soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.